On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got a chance to chat with Brendan Bannister from William Painter. What an awesome conversation. Brendan is uh, the CMO over there and he has uh, history in travel photography, which has really shaped the way that he runs uh, the marketing there. They uh, spend about 90% of their budget on YouTube, uh, which is really, really interesting. His mentor for YouTube um, is actually a guest that we just had on, um, Brett Curry from OMG Commerce. So really, really cool to see how they've leveraged YouTube. They have like 150 million views on their ads and have really driven their business with YouTube. Super, super cool to see. And uh, I think you guys are going to get a ton out of this one. At Mindful Marketing, we know that you want your brand to be successful. In order to do that, though, you need to predictably acquire new customers. The problem is Facebook and Google are only getting more expensive, which makes you feel unsure of whether your brand will survive. We believe that building a community of loyal and repeat customers is the answer. We understand how hard it is to predictably grow a brand, which is why we have created a system using our own mid-seven-figure e-commerce brand as a test case. And here's how we do it. Number one, we execute a profitable ads strategy. Number two, we build a brand-owned loyal base of repeat customers. And number three, we grow exponentially predictably and consistently so download our free sales launch checklist at mindfulmarketing.co slash slc so you can stop having sales the bomb and instead grow your revenue predictably and exponentially all right i am here with brendan bannister from william painter brendan welcome to secrets of scaling your e-commerce brand thank you yeah yeah great great, great <laughs> to chat with you so tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do I am a creative director and chief marketing officer for William Painter, and I kind of do a little bit of everything. I, you know, have a whole creative team that I manage, and then kind of talk intertwine that with running ads on on Facebook, on YouTube, and pretty much every other channel there is, and everything that encompasses that. So quite a lot. <laughs> okay, awesome, awesome. And do you run ads yourself, or is that something that you outsource? So we have an agency that we recently signed with that's running our Facebook ads, but I oversee it and you know make sure it's going in the right direction. I mainly focus on the entire Google suite, and then when we're okay. scaling, I also run Creo, Snapchat. And tried a little bit of TikTok, but haven't really dabbled in that too much. Okay, cool, cool. That's great. So for people who don't know, can you tell us a little bit about William Painter and what exactly you guys do there? Yeah, absolutely. So we are an everyday essentials brand. Our top of funnel main product up to this point has been sunglasses. We make titanium sunglasses that are extremely durable and polarized. um, And then we back them up with a lifetime guarantee. So any damages, scratches, anything, we replace them. And then we also have, if you lose in policy, we'll give you a discount on a new pair. And then really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) That's a great policy. Yeah, we stand by our products and, you know, we treat everyone like family. So it's definitely a unique experience. And 2021 and 2020, you know, everyone had a crazy 2020, but we just released some socks called Titan Socks, and they're honestly like some of the best socks you can possibly buy. So that's another top of funnel product. Just released our blue blockers last week. Um, cool. And then for the 2021 roadmap, we're going into um, some other things, kind of more apparel based. So we're trying to be, you know, that everyday essentials brand. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Where did you get your experience, you know, becoming CMO of this company? Like where, where did that all start? The day I walked in the door at William Painter, to be honest. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, we, we've, we, yeah, we've been a very <laughs> tight knit team and we just bounce ideas off of each other. So I took somewhat I learned. I used to run a creative agency when I was doing full time travel photography. So I learned a little bit of business there, a little bit of business and psychology from studying in school. And then when I, you know, walked in the door at William Painter, it was very much a learn and I'll, I'll give you everything I possibly can to help you learn and succeed. And I've just, yeah. you know, learned from everyone I work with, you know, mentors, peers, all that stuff. That's great. So let's talk about some of the success that you've had there on the marketing side. What do you attribute the success? 
success too, as far as like, you know, has it been like, you know, just Facebook ads related, YouTube, just creative driven? Like, what do you think is that one sort of specialized thing that you guys do really well that's driven your success? I definitely think it's creativity on, you know, storytelling through ads, uh, primarily on YouTube. In 2019, we made a, a full length hero video. I know I think it was a three, three and a half minute video where we kind of walk the user or the viewer through who William Painter is, what the William Painter experience is and what we offer in a comedic way. Um, we put on YouTube and, you know, we're immediately able to scale and really just transform the business and kind of the way we even approach marketing from the second we launched that video. Cool. So were you using this YouTube video for paid or was this just all organic? entirely paid. I think we, that video right now is probably close to about 120 million views and it's 99.8% paid. Wow. Crazy, yeah. crazy. Okay. Let's talk through this. I actually just got off uh, an interview with Brett Curry at OMG Commerce, who I believe that that you know. Is that right? Yeah. Brett's actually one of my mentors who helped me get started in YouTube marketing. So big, yeah. big fan. <laughs> That's awesome. So I, I literally, I just had his interview for our podcast. So I'd love to hear from, you know, from somebody who's learned from Brett. I'd love to hear some of your strategy because YouTube, it's still one of those things that a lot of e-com companies have not cracked, right? They just can't be profitable on YouTube. Can you walk us through your strategy uh, with YouTube ads for e-com? I think the strategy is, it's not like a, I don't think it's a one and go, like a, you know, a template strategy. I think it's more so it's very, very, very creative driven. And it's, it relies heavily on being able to capture a viewer and engage them and entertain them and speak to them a way where they're inclined to watch your your video, not because it's an ad being shoved in their face, but because it's enticing to them. It's funny. You know, it's different. Yeah. I think on YouTube, I think the, the two different platforms are very different. And Facebook, I feel like people are scrolling mindlessly, you know, looking at pictures, watching, you know, funny videos or scrolling their Facebook feed and they see an ad and they immediately scroll past it unless there's something that really catches their eye. Whereas on YouTube, a user is sitting down ready to consume visual content. They're ready yeah. to be entertained. So if they get an ad that pops up, a pre-roll ad, that's just another ad, there's nothing there. They just want to click past it. But if you have a, you know, a very high produced, funny video that catches their attention in those first five seconds, they're more inclined to sit and watch it and say, Hey, this is funny. I like this guy. You know, I like this video. Where's this going to take me? So we're able to draw them into this kind of story. How do you quantify success with YouTube ads? Like, are you primarily just looking at click attribution or are you looking at like the whole picture? <laughs> yeah, it's actually kind of a nightmare to be honest. Um, it's a very like uh, holistic approach and it's, it's very kind of top down focused because it's when we're running ads on YouTube, we're also running ads on Facebook. So it's very omni channel. So I take a much, a very blended CPA approach. So, you know, you might have negative ROAS on your, on your video, but when you combine that into Facebook remarketing, Google remarketing, email, text message, the whole funnel, you know, that ROAS is actually blended to hit that company target. Gotcha. Gotcha. So why, would you advertise on YouTube if the like immediate result is not is not like a high row as are there reasons for that? One word, uh, scale. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, yeah. scale can unlock on YouTube is unmatched on any other platform I've ever seen. I think I've definitely seen a lot of companies achieve scale on Facebook on some of their ads, but the pure velocity at which you can scale on YouTube if you crack it is unlike. It's actually terrifying to be honest. I, when we were scaling aggressively in 2019, I was honestly pretty mortified at the power of YouTube. I, I couldn't believe, you know, just how fast you could scale. It was just shocking. So what, what I've heard as well is running YouTube, like you, have, you just have to look at attribution in a different sort of way, right? So, you know, one thing that I know Brett touched on as well was that you're going to see a massive amount of branded keyword searches afterwards, right? He said that he was seeing a brand go up like 40% in their branded keyword oh, yeah. on YouTube on. So you've got to keep all of that in mind, right? Like, I love the fact that you blend your return on ad spend across channels. Like, of course, 
right? It all works together like for, for brands, right? And if you think there's just like this one little magic bullet, it, it's just not true. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as soon as you start spending on YouTube, you see that lift, I think primarily on Google, but definitely on Facebook remarketing as well. But in, you know, as soon as you start spending top of funnel, whether it's positive ROAS or not, just there's a high correlation between ad spend on YouTube, top of funnel and brand keywords, you know, starting to scale Google shopping, starting to scale. Um, it's almost immediate. Are you using those YouTube view audiences for anything? What do you mean? Like retargeting like, any of your, your people who have watched your ads? Yeah. YouTube's kind of a struggle to, for remarketing. I, I think it's, it's still being developed. It's, I haven't had much success remarketing to video viewers. It's, they have, you know, pretty high CPAs, but I've, I've had a lot of my most successful remarketing on YouTube is from product viewers, website viewers. Again, you just kind of a challenge. I think it's because it sends so much traffic. That's not necessarily the highest intent traffic. Um, yeah. It's, it's such a, it's a high amount. So I'm still trying to play around trying to, you know, find the perfect combination for remarketing, but definitely product viewers. That's great. Have you tested any other channels recently? Like I know we were talking a little bit about TikTok. Have, have you gone over there and tried? I mean, it sounds like with your expertise and creative, that's probably something that's like untapped right now. Yeah, we've dabbled a little bit in Snapchat, Pinterest, and uh, more recently on TikTok. And I just think the algorithms are just not on par with Facebook and Google. So it's very, very hard to get attribution. And unless, you know, you have pretty massive budgets to kind of test and hope things work or figure it out, the attribution is just not there on TikTok. It was just, we also have a very high product average order value. So our sunglasses are $299. So okay. our CPA, you know, it's, it's pretty aggressive and all these algorithms are built on you know, conversion data. So the more conversions you have, the more powerful the algorithm is. Yeah. So trying to get them trained on an, on an algorithm like Snapchat and, and TikTok, it's very challenging for top of funnel. And TikTok, when I was running ads uh, middle of 2020, it was a very new, we're in the beta for the Facebook, Facebook media thing. And it was just very early, early days in the algorithm. So kind of backed off of that a little bit until we have, you know, until we, I'm probably going to give it a shot again with our socks, which we have a much lower target CPA. Cool. Cool. That's great. So I want to ask you a question. So if you were, you know, to give advice to somebody like you, you know, a few years ago, just starting out marketing, you know, as like a VP of marketing CMO type person, or even just like a marketing manager, what kind of advice would you give them? Well, what are they trying to do? You know, are they, if you're trying to be in marketing, I would say find mentors and, you know, offer, offer up advice and just learn from them. You know, Brett was a absolute huge key piece of, or key piece of my puzzle of, you know, learning Facebook. You know, I watched his course literally 30 times, you know, from one X all the way up to three X by the time I was on the 30th view. And, you know, I'd reach out to Brett and be like, Hey, you know, what do you think about this? And he was always very receptive. And, you know, to this day, we still bounce ideas back off of each other. And it's really helped, you know, help me grow and help me help other people grow as well. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, if anybody's listening to this, generally the people who are listening to this are kind of seven and eight figure e-com founders. If you're listening to this, please be a mentor for people and get a mentor. Like it's such an important part of your personal development, both mentoring and getting mentored. I can't say enough good things about that. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, definitely. And like, I think some people are caught in that mindset of if I win or if they win, I can't win. And I think that's just not the right mindset you should be in. You know, I have a lot of people in my media circle that are my friends, but they're also my mentors. You know, they're running eight, nine, 10 figure brands. And I can, you know, send them an email and be like, Hey, can I get on a call with you for 15 minutes or run this idea by you? And they do the same. And it's, it's very beneficial because, you know, we both end up, you know, having success and winning at that point. So it's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. Hey guys, do you want the checklist that helped me generate $250,000 of e-commerce sales in 24 hours? If so, we're giving it away for free at mindfulmarketing.co slash SLC. Download that today. I got to ask you the question I ask everybody who comes on this podcast. What is your secret to scaling? <laughs> Think outside the box with creativity. 
definitely. You know, I like to, when I have photographers, when I work with photographers, when I work with people writing scripts, I like to say, hey, look, you're an artist, create it as you wish. And then we'll kind of come back to that and say, you know, this works, this doesn't work, and then test it and make data-driven revisions from there. So our scripting, you know, we spend months writing scripts, we chop them up, cut them up, add to them, you know, countless times, and we all go our separate ways. And then we come back with kind of our, everyone's opinion and points on these scripts. And then we have like a, a blended team meeting to this. And I think it's the synergy that you get from creativity, a shared creativity that really helps, you know, drive these, these commercials that you make and scale. That's great. So it's not just one person coming up with it, taking the whole project on their own. You guys are really collaborative about this. Oh yeah. The entire thing is collaborative. And I, I think that's, it's very beneficial and we're still refining the process as we go. You know, every single time we write a script, we learn from it and, and, and stuff like that. You know, more recently we have a guy named James Strader writing our scripts and, you know, he'd bring a piece to us and then we'd all come to it, chop it up. And by the end, by the final script, it's, you know, it's really an art piece that the majority of the team has, you know, had input on it and, you know, helped bring it to what it is. And even on the final day of, of filming, you know, we'll be on set with our team, our, our whole production team. And some guy will ha- come up with an idea and say, Hey, you know, I like this and we'll all bounce it off each other. And then the final product is, is just, you know, a, a whole collaborative piece. I love that. I love that because we all see things a little bit differently, right? All have this like different angle on things. So if you're like in a silo, you know, with your creative, you're probably not going to be nearly as effective as you could be just bringing other people in to take a look. Uh, yeah, I love absolutely. That. We're going to move on to our lightning round here. What is your favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Uh, funny you asked that question. We started using Slack internally probably like two to three weeks ago, which is kind of embarrassing. I think a lot of brands have always used Slack, but you know, we've just been text message emails and things like that. Yeah. But we're starting to use Slack and it's a lot easier to manage teams, go figure. So that's a, a really exciting thing I'm learning. I'm bringing all my creators, all my all my graphic designers all into one channel on Slack, got my you know website designers and all these things here. And it's just so easy to reference them and see your past messages. So, you know, I was pretty resistant to Slack at first, but now I'm all about it. <laughs> oh, totally, totally. Yeah, like- Running companies, uh, pe- people often ask me, they're like, how do you, because we, we have multiple companies all over the place. Like, how do you run these? I'm like, I don't know, Slack, like send a message here. It's all in one place. <laughs> like it's, yeah, it's I, incredible. I really appreciate for- it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you can share. One of the big things we've been doing lately is we, sh- you can have, you can do shared channels, right. With other um, organizations. And mm-hmm. that is so nice to be able to do. So all of our partners at our agency, we, we have shared channels with. So instead of, you know, waiting 10 hours for an email, it's like immediate, right? Get oh, a yeah. Slack message. And, and you can mute the notifications. You know, if you're, you don't want to have notifications after 5 PM, you can mute them. So you don't even get them. So I was really hesitant to having Slack on my phone because I, was uh, like, I don't yes. want another notification. Like, I just don't want that. I don't want more things to pay attention to, but they have all these settings where you can mute it from, from 5 PM to 9 AM. I mean, it's great. You don't even think about it. Yeah. 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 It's great. Awesome. Second question is what is your favorite podcast or audio book that you're listening to right now? Ooh, that's a tough one. You know, I, I do listen to a lot of Ryan Holiday's podcast. I've actually been huge in audiobooks and podcasts in 2020 and 2019, but this year I'm really focusing on reading physical books. So I've kind of oh, okay. tuned out. Any reason? Yeah. I just like to change it up, you know? Yeah. Also with COVID, I'm not commuting at all you know, so it's, you know, working from home. So it's nice to get away from electronics, you know, after a long day of work and just pull up a book and flip through it and highlight the pages. Um, so I, I go through spurts of changing it up. Cool. Cool. That's great. I, I, I love that. Uh, yeah. One more question for you. If you could sit down with anybody who's alive right now, have some beer, wine, coffee, tea, who would it be? 
I'm going to have to be basic here and say Elon Musk. <laughs> you know, he's been doing some absolutely crazy things, talking about Bitcoin, talking about Dogecoin, all these things. Or Michael Saylor. You know, Michael Saylor is a billionaire investor who's also really big into cryptocurrency and runs a company called MicroStrategy, which is all data-driven. I'm really trying to make a data-driven approach to marketing and creative direction in 2021. So it'd be, you know, fascinating to sit down with him who's built a successful multi-billion dollar company and just pick his brain about, you know, data and the future of technology and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be super interesting. Elon as well, it'd be so interesting. Like, I don't get how, what a market mover that guy is, you know? Like he's like, he, tweet, you know, Tesla goes up a ton. Tweet, Tesla goes down a ton. Like it's it's absurd. Literally last night at about 11 p.m. Hawaii time, he tweeted Dodge. And within 30 minutes, Dogecoin was up 53%. It's just <laughs> what's happening on the internet this year is incredible. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> I know. I, I watch from a distance and I'm like, I don't know if I can get into it. I just, it's so volatile right now. Like everything is volatile from marketing, from CPMs to people getting deleted on Twitter, YouTube. It's a really cool time to be alive. It's some interesting stuff. <laughs> and then we got really the whole is. iOS 14, you know, changing up the marketing stuff on Facebook. So everyone's just being thrown in a loop and, you know, trying to, you know, grasp onto whatever and figure, figure out new things. Yeah. It's kind of tiring. Hey, like sometimes like, you, you know, you're in your lane, you're doing your thing, everything's going good and you just don't have to expend as much energy. And then, and then all of this stuff comes up and it's like, man, I'm tired. I'm so tired with all of this new, all these new things and new opportunities and, and then new obstacles. Yeah. And earlier you asked me, you know, what my favorite podcast is. And truth be told at the moment, I don't have a podcast because there's just so much information being thrown at you from every single way, whether it's, you know, tweet storms, YouTube videos, podcasts, books, and you just got to like, you know, take a step back and tune it out and let in the information that you're seeking at that time, rather than totally. just fill yourself with everything. Cause it's, it's really hard to, you know, filter what's, ne what's necessary and you know, what's maybe necessary in the future, but not quite right now. Yeah. 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 For sure. Well, it's yeah. been a great conversation. I really appreciate your time and it's super cool to see what you guys have done over there. Uh, where can people find out more about you? You can follow me on Instagram at Brendan Bannister. Got all my information there. I also have a website where you can see some of my photography. It's my domain, brendanbannister.com, but also on the Instagram. Um, that's probably your best bet. Cool. And are you still doing travel photography? Um, well, I guess not, not right as, now, but <laughs> obviously, yeah, definitely not, not right now. It's, it's actually really cool. Since I've started working, I've been able to transition from doing photography full time to pay the bills to doing it as a hobby. Hobby. So it's been kind cool. of, you know, a battle that I've been fighting with, but you know, I, I try and get out and shoot as much as I can for fun on it. So it's good to be able to create for fun rather than to pay the bills. So you yeah. know, I do it as much yeah. as I can these days. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time. Thanks a lot for having me. I really appreciate it. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.